So welcome everyone to the next episode of the Catrecruiters podcast with tonight's guest, Yusrael. Do you want to introduce Hello. yourself? Hello, yes, I am Yusrael. I am an XCC. I am, I'm officially joined the choir. Well, we're not invisible and we're certainly not inaudible at the moment, much as I suspect some people at Wargaming wish we were. But, uh, yep, I have been playing Warship since well, open beta. And until, well, last Saturday and the Great Barratry, I suppose is a better term than mutiny, I was one of the European CCs. And let's face it, we all know what tonight's main topic is going to be. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the fallout has continued to, well, fall out. So here we are mm. after not quite a week ago from our last one with, with the Zaf and... Yes, I, we've had some developments. Yeah, and your your prediction that this was going to blow over in a few days has turned out to be amusing. Also, the so... prediction that they'd answer on Monday turned out to be amusing. <laughs> I can only assume no one had found the fire extinguisher by that point. We need that maybe... gift from the IT crowd with with. Um... What's his face going? Well, I'm just going to put this over here with the rest of the fire. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, wow. So, where do we even start since the well, last Catrician podcast? The official. I'm not even going to say apology. The official response is probably <laughs> probably the best place to kick things off with the yes. non-apology apology. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, can we pop that up onto the screen for everyone's reference or excellent? Uh, yes. So, I mean, basically, they started with stating that they are awfully sorry that the CCs left, but you know, <laughs> they are not sorry for causing not sorry it. Sorry for the reason we all bailed. Yeah. What What stuns me is that they thought this would fool anybody. Um, well, the warships is well known as having an older audience, a more experienced audience. We've all seen plenty of corporate calisthenics in our time. So oh, yeah. why they thought this would diffuse anything, I do not know. It's it's kind of like the minimum possible response outside of saying nothing at all. <sighs> Honestly, I mean... I'm, I'm pushing my luck here, but it might have been better to say nothing than put this up. I mean, it's a lot worse than that because, like, when when you see like the first paragraph at the end, they're like, "We will always be here to talk." The whole point of this thing is that they are not talking to us, right? The whole thing is we have a communication problem, right? Walk. I mean, you need to actually talk with us. And we are always here to talk. Wouldn't it be nice if that were true? It's oh, like oh, oh. It, it's yeah. it's even better than that. The whole thing that started this off, it had been brewing for a while, sure, but the whole thing that kicked it all off on Friday night was when one of the Wargaming staff decided to talk to Little White Mouse. Yeah, yeah. that it, it's all, it's one of these things where we can't really point at exactly one thing, but that was a major part of it. Like, first, that... everything that happened with the Yukon, and then that leading into... That particular exchange between with Mike Mouse and one of the the community team. Yes, I mean Which... that that was the final fuse. I I think at this point we're not blowing any great secrets by saying 
the plan had been to wait and see what Wargaming actually did with the Missouri relaunch before anyone pulled a trigger. But after yeah, that incident on the Discord, it was just, you know what, fine, we're out. For context, it. a bunch of us, uh, well, now XCCs have, have basically been, I, I don't know, it's coordinating too strong a word, but basically talking to each other. Communicate. Communicate. Yes. Yeah. Actually communicating, not, you know, <laughs> that and uh there was an idea that but yes we would wait and see and 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 um and uh, give more give me one last one last chance that that actions were actually going to match up with hey yeah we do listen to you guys hello food good evening uh and yeah then what was the little shred of goodwill we had left just went out the window that evening and here we are. So, yeah. yeah. The next Maybe. point of the statement was, like, while some of these courses are self-explanatory, it's like they, I mean, I'm not sure at this point if there are just too many to list or if they just don't even comprehend what the problem is or if they don't want to admit to any wrongdoing. But they are like, the, the nice thing about saying they're self-explanatory is that everybody thinks like they know what they're talking about. Uh, while they like, you know, if, if everyone has a different problem and everybody feels like, oh yeah, this is obvious, right? And even though yeah. Wargaming doesn't have to acknowledge a problem and kind of pretends to acknowledge all problems. And again, this is classic corporate BS. Um, don't yeah. admit fault. Don't, don't even specify what you're supposedly apologizing for. So it can't be used against you later. That's one of the, yeah, that, that's really rankled me, is that we, we've had certain instances in the past where we've, we've had the, the corporate BS, and then I can't even remember which thing it was, but it seemed like it was getting a bit better in that there was some something that happened, and then there was some kind of actual genuine engagement after it, and it seemed like they were learning, but we've gone right back to... You're not the corporate BS. Much here. There, there, is, there's, there is no sincerity or anything genuine in in their attempts to engage with the community, as it were. It's just, well, you know, go away. And keep going. Go away and buy loot boxes. It's very noticeable that it changes depending on which bit of wargaming you're talking to. If you're talking to Wargaming Prague, the EU office, or Wargaming Austin, the North American office, they're great to deal with. They're responsive. They'll help you out if they can. I I never had any trouble with them whatsoever. But the moment Wargaming St. Petersburg gets involved... And, of course, you know, that that is the main studio. The other two are really just the, the kind of uh, community teams. They're basically the regional frontmen. Yes. Um, it's one of the reasons a lot of us have been saying, look, go easy on the twins, go easy on M&M over in Austin. We know they're just the front people. They're just the faces. We also know they probably don't have much more influence than we do. did. Yeah, I think Wargaming doesn't even take their own offices seriously. They are like the, the main office in Russia just thinks that like, I don't know, they they are God and everybody else is just a lowly minion doing their bidding. Yeah, yeah I won't argue that one. That's, that's the impression I've frequently had over the last couple of, over the last couple of years in particular. 
um, prior, I mean, 2016, 2017, the year or 18 months after Fochgate, it, it seemed better. And I wonder how much that is because Wargaming got so badly burned over Fochgate that Victor Kisley had to step in. So, yeah, yeah I mean, question. Um, I feel like back at Fochgate, Warships was still like okay with their communication. I mean, Fochgate is what, like three, four years ago? I feel like you should point out it's Fosh. It's pronounced Fosh. Oh, Fosh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yes, but if you say Foch, then you only need to change the vowel sound a little. Well, it's <laughs> funny. He was originally, um, uh, like, his, his name is, his username in World of Tanks way back. This is completely aside, but it was <laughs> Fosh you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just changed the man's concept here. Sir Fosh. So, yeah, he, yes. he was definitely coming at it from that angle. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes a certain amount of sense. Uh, so, yeah, so Tuesday morning, well, Tuesday lunchtime, really, depending on where you are on the planet, Wargaming published this, and it immediately blew up in their faces. Predictably. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I have to say, I do not understand how they thought it was going to have any other effect, to the point where, you know, maybe you should have just hunkered down and said, okay, look, we're going to have two weeks of incoming. Maybe we can run the announcements about Missouri out early and try to diffuse it that way by putting Missouri up for sale. But we all know that's not what happened. No. No, they seem very, very entirely committed to loot boxes at all costs. Mm, it I've almost feels like that. that that someone at Wargaming is so so like convinced of themselves that they just don't want to admit it. And like this whole thing appears to me like Wargaming just wants to to tell everyone just how right they are. They don't want to admit on anything that's wrong. And somebody in Wargaming is like, no, no, we we almost like they feel like they they have the high ground. Don't want to. Isn't that the stereotype about Russian businessmen? Never admit you're wrong, never back down. Any compromise is a sign of weakness and you'll get eaten alive. I, I mean, I realise that's a stereotype and it's probably laughably inaccurate to varying degrees. You look at other spheres of software development and, you know, people get into certain positions and they have, you know, sufficient ego to think, oh, I'm always right. I always know what I'm doing, and mm. there are probably numerous examples one could dig up of of situations where that such people just dig themselves into massive holes because they they refuse to basically listen to anyone else, and uh, I, I kind of get that feeling these days from from the top of uh, of. Of Wargaming yeah. yeah. I I I can understand that. I do wonder I have a I have a semi-formed conspiracy theory in my head that Wargaming's well, World of Warships management is under serious internal pressure to turn the biggest bottom line they can at right now. It, it and might they, be. And it that might they have been for the last year. Well, it's it's more than that. Bear in mind that 
They've been running the submarine project for, what, two and a half, three years now? And that seems to have been soaking a pretty significant chunk of dev time. And what have they got to show for it? True. So if they're feeling the pressure, if Wargaming Corporate are looking at them going, you have spent all this money on a project that still looks like it's no more than an even money coin flip on whether it's going to pay off. The quickest way I think they could shore up their position is to boost the bottom line. So we've had, in the last year in particular, we've seen this sudden hard drive to monetization. It might just be that they've switched from expand to exploit in the business cycle. But We can, we can kind of look at other factors as well, mm -hmm. though. I mean, the, the way they've been monetizing new lines, the the heavy focus we've had on new lines, new premiums, as opposed to other kinds of content. I mean, they've, act they've actively cut back other kinds of content, like operations, yes. for example. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's worth, and I've, it's been very obvious again in the last year, year and a half that everything has been monetized. Everything. I mean, and question, very aggressively so. The question is, is somebody like putting a lot of pressure on them, like, um, maybe owners, shareholders or somebody in management, or is it just that I have realized that how good, uh, loot boxes are like what i mean they're not the only company right i mean electronic arts has long since realized just how much money they can milk out of people with loot boxes right. maybe wargaming it, just they have tasted like this this i don't know old nectar and now they are just want to milk it as much as they can now they're just addicted to getting their next spike yeah. of profit mm. um it, it's an argument i mean we need to see the internal corporate comms to know for sure and we'll never get that. But, yeah, that's another valid theory as well, that Wargaming has basically just gotten greedy. And it's backfired on them in the last year, because World of Tanks, I believe, Jedi, you still got some contacts over there. Uh, kind of. I know, I know some content creators there still, yeah, people in the... Uh, I, I, I found out about Crew 2.0 this week. Yes. And in particular, I found out how much it would cost to convert the XP to train a crew from scratch to maximum. $1,800. That, that whole thing does seem to have been added purely. Not not because, I mean, this is, I, I've been kind of out of it in terms of tanks for a while, but yeah, yeah, it seems change for the sake of change. Here's a thing to regrind, and oh, by the way, also you can spend money on it. Yes, and quite ludicrous amounts of money, if that's yes. the case. But... Um, uh, it, and that's what the tanks. Is this a warships thing? Is it just a wargaming thing in general? Are they under pressure from corporate to make as much money as they can and to hell with the consequences? There are and have been loot boxes in World of Tanks, but nothing oh. like to the extent of of warships. I think it's it's far more heavily on the warship side. I mean, it, it the World of Tanks. It's been restricted to things like. Christmas sales, summer sales. Yeah. So uh, basically occasional where, events. Where we were in warships about four years ago, five years ago, that first couple of Christmases. Yeah, kind of along that kind of, yeah. It's interesting. Kind of so the loot box pressure is, and so either there is a lot of pressure on warships to make money and they just spend loot boxes, or the whole loot box idea is just a warships internal thing then. 
hasn't spread to I mean, the tanks they've, yet. They've, I think they've always had, apart from the pricing being fairly similar, I think they've always had a free hand in exactly how they wanted to pursue their monetization. And I think that's why we've seen this this divergence. Um, particularly since the whole thing with the um, the bundles, because that that I mean that that's going back what two three years? I think three years was that twenty eighteen. Mm. That culminated in an actual summit in well summit of sorts, a meeting in Cyprus, and a bunch of people like Quickie Baby were invited to go in person to discuss it, and and that was affecting both World of Tanks and World of Warships at the time, and they were. Just, I, I don't know how. If you, you probably were around for this year's report, they were they were packing bundles full of comparatively useless things like credits and flags, just to wow. add out the price. And then, subsequently, that was massively pricing out a lot of people because, especially in Europe, you've you've got some quite varied levels of economies going on. That's true yes. in North America and everywhere, really. But Europe is particularly prone to it. Yes. Um, warships had a similar issue at about the same time. Um, I remember a lot of people complaining, oh, look, they've padded out with signal flags. And yeah, and, and it was only, you could only yes. buy new ships in bundles, which which was the big issue. Cause that we, was that we had the compromise of... of now, you still can buy the massively inflated bundles, but you can also just buy the ship. So, yeah, yeah. but that, that, to me, I mean, we kind of initially, I can't even remember the exact timeline of it, because it was a while ago, but mm -hmm. um, I'm sure initially we had that same kind of dismissive communication, but they, they, they took it seriously. They, they, it didn't take them that long to go, okay, you know, the community representatives and the entire yeah. active kind of online community that engages with Reddit and Facebook and the forums or wherever, you know, nobody was happy with it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a bit striking to me that we have now a very similar situation mm -hmm. where there's and a lot they... of the active community not happy with it, a bunch of CCs walking out, but we get this response instead. Yeah, and I I think that's very much down to senior management at St. Petersburg. As I say, either they're under external mm -hmm. pressure from even higher up the chain, so corporate basically in Cyprus are leaning on them, or they are just doing it to themselves, in which case we may have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, like, especially what they did now with Missouri, it's so ridiculous because you'd imagine that they at least, when they try to back down, that they'd be like, okay, okay, we put it in the shop too. But no, they put it behind a campaign that takes, what about, uh, they said, 60 two battles, uh, yeah, about two weeks, and in those two weeks you need to play about 60 battles. I mean, a battle is like, the, let's say, about 10, 20, well, about 10 minutes maybe on average or so. And so depends depends yeah. on the battle. Fifteen yeah. is my usual ready reckoner. Uh, but even but, at yeah, ten minutes, um, you'd be at what six hundred hours already. It's it's basically they they have as many people pointed out they they've gone out of their way to still try and make the loot boxes the attractive option. Oh god, yeah, yeah, um, and I'll, to I'll make repeat. the other options as kind of roundabout and obfuscated as they can possibly get away with. And, and it's even better than that, because if you look at the options, okay, you can gamble. 
Or you can go to the premium store and spend money two weeks later after having finished the campaign and jump through all the hoops. Yes. But if you don't want to spend new money and you don't want to gamble, you've got to go through customer support. Yes. I mean, that's that's like really the, the biggest... Uh... Just, ridiculous I, thing I'm saying like <laughs> go, you have to contact customer support to buy the ship after completing this campaign and it's entirely a time limited campaign it's not like it's going to be around for ages and ages it's a pretty you have, limited you have time a week slack on the campaign basically if I if I read the article correctly so two weeks and then you've basically got a week to finish up you know um, I mean this yeah. Yes, whole... villains, we, we are not exaggerating. Sorry, I'm responding to something in chat. Uh, we are not oh. exaggerating. Uh, if you want to get Missouri for doubloons without going into the quasi-gambling blockchain, you have got to go through their customer support system to get it. Yeah, li literally, you complete, the, you complete the campaign, and then you have to send a ticket to customer support if you have the doubloons on your account already, and then they will subtract the doubloons. Indeed. It's you know, this, this this whole thing reminded me a bit on like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy at the beginning where they bulldoze down his house and he wants to protest and they are like, you know, it, yes. it was publicly available, you could have read it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it was in the cellar that didn't have stairs with no light in a locked drawer, right? It's like, yes, well, but you could have read, read the, the leopard. Yeah, that was it for the leopard. <laughs> right, we've all read Hitchhiker's Guide then. <laughs> yeah, but it, of course, wargaming or wargaming, having put their jam their foot in their mouth, they appear to then appear intent on swallowing their whole lower leg as well, because what was their excuse for not being able to put this into, just put it into the armory? Technical limitation. Yeah. Mm. Mouse was on them within an hour. I was about 20 minutes behind calling out it out as, actually, no, I was about an hour behind Mouse, um, calling it out as the most obvious bullshit that we'd yeah. seen in all. A day from Wargaming. Let's be generous here. Because you can take several existing systems, you can put them together, mm -hmm. and you can realize, yeah, Wargaming don't need to do any new code. So they've got this new web campaign interface. And you know Wargaming, they like to prototype stuff during their events. First Halloween event, PVE. Hell, first submarine event was a PVE mm -hmm. Halloween gig. Uh, Mimi Missile. Do you remember the post-apocalypse event? Round about the Mad Max mm -hmm. with Rust Bucket ships? Uh, yeah, that with the Benham. Yes, that was a quiet test for spectator mode. And, of course, destructible terrain. So Wargaming are always doing this. So I can see why, if they have just put up this new web interface, that they might not have built it to talk to the armory. And mm -hmm. you know what? Okay, that, that comes under the heading of technical difficulties, except they don't need it to talk to the armory at all. All they have to do is set it up so that the final mission in the campaign just drops a currency item, a token. God knows they know how to make those. And then you take the token to the armory, and the armory says, thank you very much. Buy one unlock with the token, then spend the cash and the doubloons on the Missouri. Done. Existing systems, no new code. You need one new currency item and one two-step purchase chain in the store. That's yeah. it. 
it's like every new early access event has a new token and every event like has a token. We currently have the summer tokens. We have the Dutch tokens from Dutch cruises. Yeah. And we had like so many tokens. They are basically yeah, introducing... BB tokens. Yeah. They've been at this for a year and a half. If they're going to try and test it, they can't put in a new token. Okay, they're going to have to recycle a graphics asset for it. Who cares? It's a three <laughs> gig. Um, but if you're going to test it, you can't do that. Bullshit is the politest word I've got for it. Yeah, it's like when they lie, they could at least make it less obvious, right? Because it's yeah. if we can come up with a system to implement it in like 10 minutes or so, then Wargaming knows very well how to implement that, right? And the other sad part is you'd be like, yeah, but they maybe they'd need... I don't know how much time it would take uh, to implement. They have the systems in place. I don't know how much programming time it would take, but imagine how much time it takes for each Missouri to be manually credited. They need somebody, like after mm -hmm. you contact customer support, they need a person to actually open this guy's account and to subtract the balloons and credit them to Missouri. Imagine how much time this takes. And they'd rather yeah. go to this than to the simple solution of actually implementing the, the armory. Yes. And then they, they are like, oh, but we can't do it. Yes, I am reminded. And I said this on the boards, I'm going to repeat it here because I think it's still valid. The thing it reminds me of is like watching a surly teenager being forced to pull their weight around the house. They're doing it as badly as possible, as awkwardly as possible, and in as ungracious a fashion as possible, in the hopes that we will give up and let them have their way. Here's a spoiler for you, Wargaming. It <laughs> didn't work when I tried it on my parents, and I'll sure as sure bet it won't work now. The, the sad part is it will work because a lot of people will take the path of least resistance and just buy the loot boxes like they want to, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, uh, I'd, I'd love to say that my last statement will actually bear out, but I think you're right. It's... <sighs> so, yeah, um... But you know uh, about the whole thing, right? There was... I haven't watched a lot of today's live stream. But, like, early mm. on, they parroted the same thing. Oh, no, we can't do it because of technical difficulties. And then somebody, like, in chat uh, said something like, a, a trust is earned. And I think Mr. Conway said that they should trust them because they have been at this for a long time and they've shown that they're trustworthy. Problem is, obviously, like, they as people might be trustworthy, but they're not trustworthy as company spokes. Because they just lied like a minute earlier and told us that they can't do the armory. They've just they can show when that we just yeah. showed how you can put together the existing systems in the game that we know have to exist because we've seen them at work and said, okay, you can do this, this, and this, and this will let you do it. Or you know what? You could just skip the bullshit and put Missouri in the armory for nineteen thousand. Oh, that's another good thing that came up on Twitter this afternoon. So. Drop into the armory, take a look at the tier 9 premiums. They all cost 19,300 doubloons. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think, I've, yeah, they're, they're basically... Oh, is that charge more for me, sir? 19,500. Like, a, they're, they're basically sticking a port slot in there, whether you like it or not. Well, that's the oh. thing, there's a port slot in these already. I mean, every ship comes with a port slot, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Um, I, like, I, I was on Twitter this afternoon double checking. So I actually why understood the heck are they the charging more? Well, this is what I'm wondering because there's this little, there's this little discrepancy. So I mean, normally it's nineteen thousand for the ship, three hundred for the port slot, and a three point captain. Well, let's face it, that's basically free. 
Yeah, but now we've got this. Where's this extra two hundred doubloons going? They 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 said what did they say? They said they'd sell it for the same price as uh, tier nine premium. Mm. They just didn't want to be. Not lying for five minutes. They'd be like, can we slip another Just, lie in there? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we definitely can. It, it, it's kind of, did you think we wouldn't? And it, it actually speaks volumes to how much trust Wargaming have blown. The, one of the things about the Missouri has been, it's it's not even, did you think we wouldn't notice that? It's, okay, we need to pull the credit bonus out of the Missouri. And it wasn't, okay, fine, you do, you go, we'll trust your numbers. No, Mouse immediately goes and starts getting baseline data in 10.6 to hold their feet to the fire in 10.7. So she's got an external source for comparison. And that's pretty much a case of, yeah, hate to break it to you guys. We don't trust you anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, especially with... I mean, she, she. This is this is one of the the that goes back to what we were saying at the start with that whole messy exchange of one of the the community team where they were mm -hmm. incredibly just dismissive, basically. And when you asked me, you know, which she previously asked this incredibly specific example, and this is something yes. we talked about last week as well, with numbers and flags and percentages, and is it going to earn the same under the new system as with this exact same specific example? And yes. the answer was, yes, it will. And that mm. turned out And then it turned out, well, actually, no. Yes, and in fairness to Wargaming, they have nudged up from 17 to 20% yes. on the quiet in an effort to try to rectify that. You but yes, think it, they, there were yes. other ways of doing it. There is the thing about that, right? I mean, first of all, they lied about that it would be in, uh, affecting like flags and such, right? Because mm. apparently that's something they can't do. Uh, but then they just need to make the bonus high enough that even with all the flags and you'd like, this is simple math, right? You'd take like an, uh, a game with uh, very high er base earnings and then you put on all the flags and then you calculate how much credit bonus do I need to give it so that it'd be the same. But, Obviously, they're not going to do that because when they say the credits earning will be the same or higher, what they are talking about is averages. And in the averages, yeah. they will probably put in all of the people who can't put in flags because they don't have flags. And so the people that are going to use the flags are always going to lose out. If they don't want people to lose out, then it would have been a simple math of a high credit game, add all the bonuses, look what base earnings we need to get, and it would already be done, right? This would yeah. be incredibly simple, well, but they they have tr shown us that what they say is not what they want to do. Or if they wanted to skip the whole math bits entirely, they could have just cloned the Missouri, let the OG people keep the OG Missouri, and sell the clone, minus which, the bonus. Which is pretty much, you know, that was the thing I was asking Sir Octavian in that, that one Reddit post from, like, two and a half years ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you never got an answer, did you? No, it was... Uh, that specific part wasn't answered. It was a very short answer from Suboxarian, and it was purely about the... Uh, what was it? It's 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 not the earnings, it's the battle influence, and that turned out to be not correct. That either. turned out to be a lie as well, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In, I, there were so much, easy, much easier ways yeah. they could have approached this, and instead... Yeah. <laughs> You, you like know what's said, also funny? Teenagers. 
they they basically originally it was a credit bonus for all flags and so work, right? And they said, hey, we can't do that with the mission system because that's a limit on our system. Not sure if that's true or not, but let's assume it's true, right? And they also said yeah. we're doing a permanent mission, but we can't make a mission permanent because that's a limit of our mission system, right? So yeah. they wanna give us a permanent bonus and uh, that's where flags and so work on it, but both things can't be done with the mission system, so they chose the mission system. It's like, why does it have to be a mission if your mission can't do any of the things that you want it to do? It's Just like... clone the damn ship. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, it wouldn't be the first time, you know, we have the... The, the upgrade missions, yes. The um, Black Friday versions, we've got the Alabama and the Alabama VL. Mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah. could also, if they don't want to clone it, because if they clone it, they kind of need to give it a different name and people want to have the Missouri and not the Missouri B or something, maybe. But what about oh. just having it uh, like a camel? I mean, you can make two camels that are named differently but look the same, right? And have just... Because you don't see the name of the camel anyway. And nothing stops you from having two camels that look the same, right? That's exactly what just... they did with the, the Graf Zeppelin. You know, the, the original original suckers uh, slash owners of the Graf Zeppelin, uh, mm. back when that whole debacle was, was happening, and then they pulled it from sale. Um, the people that had bought it and chose to hang on to it, they got to have a special camo as compensation. I'm trying to remember, because the issue we've got is that they've tweaked around with the inherent credit multiplier on the Missouri. And I'm pretty sure camo bonuses are additive, similar to flags. So I'm not entirely sure that would work in this case. But at least it would be permanent, right? They can't shut it down True. like a mission. And it would feel a lot safer if you'd had a camo with better credit uh, credit earnings on it than if it's, oh, it's just going to be a mission, right? That may or may not disappear in the future. Uh, well, yeah, in that's, theory, that's they're supposed to be renewing it every New Year's Yes, day, that's the thing, though. They've kind of blown day. a lot of trust at this point, so... Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was previously the case when the um, um, uh, the I want to call them the ultimate upgrades. You know, the the tier the ten legendary upgrades. Yeah. There we go. They had to do the same thing there. So we we yeah. kind of have precedent for yeah. that previously being an issue. But yeah, I, I think. I think you're right. Not having it like a camo would have felt a bit more permanent and trustworthy. As permanent as anything could feel in a free-to-play game when it might switch the servers off tomorrow. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, this this is the internet. We have a fairly flexible definition of permanent. Yes. <sighs> Speaking of permanent, um, submarines. <laughs> Either of you had a chance to play with them yet? Only, only really against them in co-op. I, I can't be bothered to play with them, to be honest. Yeah, I, I also, I'm not playing ranked. I'm not right. usually, I'm usually I'm not playing ranked anyway, so. I'm just not playing at all at the moment, so uh, right, but I think that pretty much sums up a lot of people's attitudes. I mean, the thing about the subs is that I, could, I can see where the upside is. They would have, if they could have made it work, it would have literally added a whole new layer of depth to the game, but it's like trying to get a square peg into a round hole. Every navy in history tried to get subs working in fleets, at least every navy with a significant submarine deployment. 
I mean, the British tried with the K-class, didn't they? And we all know how that ended. But, yeah, given what they've had to do to subs just to make them vaguely viable. As it stands, they're just cannibalising the role of destroyers. Yeah, and the Japanese torpedo ninjas in particular. And they've had to throw in so much ahistorical... I'm sorry, I'm trying to keep my expletive count down here. Uh, the channel is marked for a mature audience. Go, f- go for it. <laughs> All right. Um, so much ahistorical stuff. I mean, we've got... Okay, so take the Tier 10s, the Type 21 and the Balao... Well, the Guppy Refit Balaos. I mean, historically, uh, the Guppy Refit got you up to what? 10 knots submerged? Maybe 12 on a good day? Let's just have it do 30 knots instead. Yeah, okay, homing torpedoes. Yeah, they were a thing in World War II, but not the semi-active homers that we're using here. They were passive acoustic jobs. Mm. It's just that Wargame have gone... Wargame have always had a philosophy of keep it historical, but if the historical gets in the way of the fun, be prepared to bend the history. So yeah, we get I mean, things like destroyers the... reloading their torpedoes in the fights. Yeah, or Where, some yeah. of the French French battleships fit into that, like the the Lyon and the, the Normandy, which weren't finished in real life. So they had a bit of leeway with, um, yeah. you know, not making them entirely realistic. But those are much faster than they were planned to be in real life. Yes, and let's not talk about the kebab. As I understand it, the engine they have in mind physically wouldn't have fitted into the hull. Um, but I, I think they've gone too far with the subs. Yeah, those are isolated examples, and this is an entire, you know, every class Type. that uh, every yeah. every one of each of uh, each tier is is, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that so, submarines are a prime example of major mismanagement at Wargame, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, somebody said we do subs, but they didn't start out with a plan. They didn't say, okay, this is how our game works, and this is the role that submarines are going to fit. They had no plan, right? They had no yes. idea how to exactly do them. They had to, well, I mean, they must be go underwater, they must be able to dive in their launch torpedoes, and this is the extent of what they had. And then they just tried a bunch of ideas, and if it didn't work, they tried a bunch of different ideas. They never really went back to the whole concept thing. They never really said, okay, first we need to make a usable concept. They just tried random things, hoping that somehow they magically find the solution, which they didn't. And after they didn't magically find the solution, they're like, okay, fuck it. We'll just know what what somewhat works, and we throw it in, and maybe that works, right? And they are desperately hoping that players will find a way to solve their problem and find a way for submarines because they couldn't. But it's also what what gets me is like how they diverted all the resources with like remaking all the maps, right? They needed all the map people to make the underwater stuff work for submarines while, you know, they they didn't work on other maps, so we have no new maps. And the sad part... The, 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 the sad part is, right, you could switch between, or you could have just made new maps, designed them for submarines as well, and then just have submarines usually limited in the new maps that you've designed, and everybody I, wins. I'm not sure that would have made a significant difference to the workload, to be honest. Um, it, it complicates your matchmaking, because you now have to switch your map rotation around, depending on what 
ships you've got in the queue. And if you've got even any subs in the queue, suddenly all your old maps are obsolete. So yeah, but like, I mean, you can update anyway. them as you go. I mean, they, they want Rather to put them yeah. in a limited mode, like ranked anyway. So they have a, might have a limited map pool for that. So they can design their map specifically first for where they want to test subs. Also, what I feel like is, right, you can do a, you, technically you can do interesting things with underwater things, like stuff where you could hide behind, but, uh, or like with different depth levels. You could have, for example, a, a straight somewhere between two islands where you have to go to periscope depth because you can't dive lower, right? That's the yeah. only way to cross something. Like you could do a lot of interesting things with forcing submarine levels depending on the map, but, First problem, of course, is first you need to know how your subs are going to play, right? If you have, like, different... <laughs> if you have set levels where someone can dive off your free reasons, right? And the map designers, when they started reworking maps, they didn't know what they were making the maps for because the system wasn't developed yet. So now they yeah. have gone to remake all maps and they couldn't make do anything with it because they didn't know what they're making the maps for, kind of. So not and... only have they wasted a lot of time, they also haven't produced anything interesting for other people. And to just emphasize how much resources this must have taken, I mean, think about your typical World of Warships map. It's, what, 20% land, maybe 25% on some of the more confined ones. So that's 75% water. Basically, for every map low-boiling it, they've effectively had to produce three new underwater maps in order to get this working. I mean, it kind of explains why we haven't seen any new maps for the last couple of years. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that I don't doubt that this is somebody fairly high up's pet baby of a project at Wargaming St. Petersburg. It does absolutely smack of... of somebody's come from upon high and that's just yeah. been rammed through despite public yes. assurance from from sub octavian himself that you know if it doesn't fit then we won't put it in the game yeah i mean the the way they've just daggered on uh, through wave after wave of negative feedback we're now what two and a half three years into the project they're still throwing around major changes to the base game designs. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what comes out of this latest test. Maybe they think they finally got it locked down. But uh, it, I, I think this is the baby of somebody senior. And that's why it's they didn't pull the plug two years ago. I mean, um, it's not and just... Also then, this also, of course, ties back into monetization. If somebody mm. is burning political capital internally to keep the sub-project alive, and they're trying to shore it up by massively boosting the bottom line. But again, we're often conspiracy theories there because we don't have access to corporate comms. Cat uh, lover Jerry Garcia has just come up with an interesting thing in chat. I think the worst condemnation of subs is to say that is the videos that say they did it right in the original Halloween event. I mean, the Halloween event was a lot of fun. You could dive only very short. I mean, it was absolutely not realistic, right? But you just basically, yeah. you had to dive very shortly and then you had to go up. But it was interesting gameplay. It, it was also a very specific scenario that they could yeah. design around what they wanted yeah. with the subs and have the bots do certain things. And, you know, for that, 
it it did work. Oh yeah, and this is where I mean, okay, subs are probably never going to really fit comfortably in randoms, ranked, etc. But a mainline co-op because the AI does seem to like going submersion, making you wait and hunt them down. But in scenarios, I mean, we've got this rumored convoy mode. I mean, that's what subs were built for, commerce raiding. Yeah. I mean, they would be perfect for that. And put everyone else in a couple of battleships or a few destroyers, have them escort a relatively slow run of transports, and, hey, suddenly the low speed of the subs isn't an issue because they can tiptoe in. If the transports are only bimbling along at seven, eight knots, hey, ten knots is suddenly decently adequate. And, so, and that's where I feel like they, they've just mismanaged their game a lot in, in the recent years because everybody told in convoys would work and subs could be fun there, but they have just outright seemed to dismiss the idea as they seem to dismiss scenarios. And they have now like cannibalized a lot of the game just to work on subs and fit in. They've dropped so many other things. They've made the stop development on other content for the game just to fit subs in and they still don't mm. fit in, right? They don't really seem yeah. to know how to prioritize. They don't seem to know how to properly plan out a project. And they, they don't seem to understand how they, like, they could probably have made a better game with less effort and therefore increased the, the money they make because people would be happier. I was going to say, they do seem to have worked out how to try to pry their way into our wallets, but uh, uh, mean, even that yeah, seems but, to be backfiring of late. I mean, the thing is, you know, yeah, people are a lot more acceptable for aggressive monetization if they're happy with your game, right? Like, you saw it uh, with the early loot boxes at the, the Christmas things. A lot of people, and even we might have been happy back then, right? We're like, oh yeah, there's Christmas loot boxes, they're pretty cool. They were still gambling, right? It was still like uh, uh, the the same aggressive monetization in a sense, but it, people were accepting it because people are okay. You make a good game, you make a fair loot box as much as a loot box can be fair, and people were happy with it, right? I I think as much as anything else, it was the fact that the, those loot boxes were, as you say, pretty good value, and people were able to say okay. Even if I don't get one of the naughty ships, well, hey, might get a decent premium. Or even if I end up with one of the Constellation prizes, the Constellation prizes are still worth having. I mean, I think my line on those every Christmas was, look at the list, look at the worst case scenario. If you get that worst case scenario, will you still come away feeling like you've, you're ahead of the deal? If so, knock yourself out, but don't go over your limit. But if you are going for the Belfast or later on the Enterprise or the Kamikazes, you are gambling. You are probably going to lose. It is not a smart move. And I'm, as far as I can remember, that was the line I took for the last three, four years at least. But yeah, um, Jingle, this brings us on to Jingles's little Crusade's the wrong word. I think campaign is a better one regarding the rating system. Because, of course, the old gnome got himself into gear this week as well, didn't he? Yes. But unfortunately, um, as I think people have pointed out, that I think the laws just are, are not against... The, like, 
Yeah, I don't think that you need to legally raise the age rating for gambling. Certainly in the U.S., I mean, the whole PEGI system is like that was created by the industry itself as specifically a way to avoid, you know, regulation. Um, hey, look, we're doing it ourselves. Yes, and oh, look, we've conveniently left ourselves some loopholes that you can shove a pallet load of loot boxes through. Um, oh, wait, that is European, I think, but peg, uh, rather than I had to the... double check. It, it's pe uh, Peggy is pan Europe, I think is European. Yes, it is, but it's still it's ESRA is the entertainment software rating system. They're North America, so yes. US and Canada, basically. Um, that being said, uh, the British government kind of has this issue on the back burner. Yeah, there was a um, House of Lords report uh, was it last yes. year, two years ago. Last year, the the plan is to put out a white paper. For those of you who don't know British parliamentary procedure, a white paper is basically, here's the situation, here's a discussion of the options, do we take this further? And the idea is that that is going to come out end of this year. So we're looking for potential action 2022, maybe 2023. Um, however, there has been a wrinkle in the last couple of days, because as any of you who have swung by the Reddit and my Twitter will be aware, somebody has decided that this is not quick enough and is petitioning Parliament to put in regulations under the existing Gambling Act, basically declare, yes, mm -hmm. loot boxes are gambling and they should be regulated as such. We are not waiting around for the law to basically get round to it. So if you are resident in the UK, and Aitam, do you mind if I drop a link into your chat? It's one thing I've kind of, I've long okay. thought that, oh, wait, and this is, this is, I think, why there's, there's been scepticism from everyone that, that even this are kind of, you know, within the community, relatively high-profile mass action isn't going to get Wargaming to change their mind because uh, it, 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 at the end of the day, it's it's laws that get companies to change yes. direction on things like this. Um, and and, and you need to look it, up, is, it is laws that remove their yeah. ability to weasel. And so at the moment that, in Europe, it's literally just Belgium that has any strong laws on this. And there's also South yeah. Korea as well. And if you live in either of those countries, you cannot buy the World of Warships loot boxes. Indeed. Or any others for that matter. Yes. So, as I say, there's currently a petition. I'd, I'd like to say gathering steam, but I, I'm not sure how many signatures it's actually. Got. I know I've signed it, but it's up to not quite a thousand. 786. It's it 10,000. Considering it was on less than 200 this morning, yeah. that's not bad going for a day's work. It's the kind of thing, if it gets covered in an article or two, mm -hmm. then that, that might, get, might get some traction. Mm. So, but yeah, it is. It's going to take more European countries. It's, it, it's, it's going to take those major lucrative markets. It's, yeah. it's going to take force of law, yeah. basically, to finally put a lid on this particular um, scourge. And, of course, it's doubly offensive in the case of World of Warships and World of Tanks because there are a number of groups that routinely get identified as problem gambling. One of them is the one Jingles is banging on about, miners. So, as he points out, World of Warships is rated, I believe, Peggy 7, and I think the ESRA have a teen rating, so under 13s on it. 
Um, but as Sub points out, that's not Wargaming's target market. Wargaming's target market is the 18 plus. It's, in fact, I think it's even more the 24 plus people with money, with time who are a bit older. And the other target group, well, the other notably problem group for gambling is the military and veterans. Uh, I'd have to dig up the forms. I believe the estimate is something like if you are serving or a veteran, you have something like a one in 10 chance of developing a gambling problem at some point in your life compared to about a one in 50 for the regular population. And this is wargaming. They make, they have made, I believe, mm-hmm. on several occasions, a big deal of their support for veterans. Mm. Um, in fact, especially yeah, on the uh, US side, but I think also yes. um, in fact, things like Polish charities. And, yeah, there has yeah. been stuff in Europe before as well, but and it seems to be more prominent on the US side. I I have a vague memory from Belfast. I damn it, I don't think I have the slide deck from that presentation anymore. Um, when when we were at Belfast for the Shindig. Last mm-hmm. well, July. Um, I guess what Victor Keesley did the key- keynote. One of the things that came up in the keynote: war gaming support for veterans. A month later, here's World of Warships running yet another bloody gambling scheme to exploit said veterans. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite sit. It feels a bit disingenuous. Yes. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I think we've all seen very, very, very clearly out of this where their priorities lie. Oh, God, yes, and it's the bottom line. And unfortunately, it is the short-term bottom line. They appear to have decided that they can churn their player base because, of course, the other thing that's come in the last month is that their recruiting efforts have become a lot more mercenary. Oh, yeah. Yes, the affiliate program. Yes. Has anyone noticed that there is this kind of unspoken line for video games where the moment a company starts actually paying you money to do something, it starts feeling dirty? I mean, it depends on how it works, because they might be targeting like channels that don't even like showcase or or, so World of Warcraft. We've had had things in that, was it? The, cool. I mean, the whole thing now of having to declare on YouTube whether something is paid promotion, that directly came yeah. out of, and I want to say it was Xbox. They were they were uh, basically paying content creators and encouraging them not to divulge that they were being paid. So, you know, that whole thing yeah. came out of yet another scandal. Uh, yeah, I wonder if Wargaming would have taken the same route if that was available to them. I absolutely think they would have done um <laughs> let let's face it they they will go for what they think is the most effective and they and they will apply the eleventh commandment as far as possible so uh it would not surprise me the slightest i I actually just did a quick straw poll and popped up the twitch page world of warships and mm-hmm. it actually doesn't look like anyone's particularly sponsored there yeah, I feel like they're maybe, just maybe the, going maybe the a time bit. Turns wrong. Yeah, but they might just be going like the Raid Shadow Legends route where it doesn't really matter what kind of content you produce or so. You just, just throw an ad in everywhere. I mean, you know, just, like you could be a cooking channel and advertise World of Warships. 
right? Because why mm. not if you have a big audience and you get money for doing so and all you need to do is maybe mention it and drop a link somewhere and yeah. just get money, a lot of it will do it, right? They just try to get everyone everywhere. Yeah. Although there has been some hilarity amongst the XCCs this afternoon. Uh, a lot of us, <laughs> I'd have to credit the, this guy for initiative. We all got an email from a chap advertising an iOS game called Modern Warships. <laughs> and it was kind of, oh, look, all of the, uh, mutinous CCs got the pretty much the same email in the space of 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, I almost admire the chutzpah. Yeah, unfortunately, it's like a mobile game, so... It's iOS and Google Play, yeah. So, yeah, he, he clearly saw warships and just broke up with their, um, with their last partner. So, hey, maybe I can get him on the rebound. Uh, no, sorry. If you'd done your research, you'd realize we're all PC streamers. <laughs> uh, check your junk mail later. It may have ended up in there. <laughs> I guess uh. I haven't checked my junk mail in a while yet, but uh, all I get recently is yeah, emails from an Asus company that apparently wants to sponsor me, but they don't even manage to, to steal the Asus logo for it. So it's, it's a very sad attempt. Classy. Yeah. You you wonder how some of those operations stay in business. I mean, okay, they only need to score one in 10,000 or one in 100,000 hits out of, well, 10,000 shots, but you think they'd at least bother to aim. But, you know, uh, back, back to the whole veteran thing, sometimes the cynic in mm. me wonders if... If there is, like, I mean, it's possible that obviously there is part in Wargaming that really cares about veterans and they really want to support yep. them. Uh, but it's the same way. It's also possible that they're just using it to cover up, like, their, like, it's so that they can always pretend, look, look, we are actually good guys, it's, right? To cover up all of the. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, if you were going to be cynical, you could purely see it as brand washing. I'm sure those kind of yep. things, though, I mean, especially on the NA side, I would heavily suspect that that as an initiative would have come from the NA office rather than from St. Petersburg. Again, we come back to this thing of how much of this is being done by the regional offices and how much of the monetization is being driven by St. Petersburg and the regions are just being left to contain the damage. I swear, I swear sometimes the, St. Petersburg just sees the regions as ablative PR. Maybe. Um, I mean, I, I'm, uh, not an, I'm not an expert on Russian culture, but I could see, like, the whole veteran thing could also be a thing there, I guess. I would feel I, like they might have a lot of respect for the military. I have absolutely no idea. Um, so I'm not going to comment on that theory. But I, the, that's the other thing that surprises me, is that they've tried this with the Missouri. I mean, my experience of the Americans has been that they oh, are seriously sentimental fun. about the battleships. Remember the Alabama when that was announced? That was going to oh, be a oh super test. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Then there was a huge uproar on the NA side. Um, 
Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if there was quite the same thing with the the Boise as well slash the Neve de Julio. I, I wonder how much of that was um, a couple of people, including myself, kicking up a stink about its history with the Brazilians when there were I, much less controversial I've, choices. At I've least we got the Boise out of that. Well. Yeah, um, we got the boy. Well, we were always going to get the Boise. Um, I mean, the the problem with the Nueva de Julio can be summed up in two words: floating gulag. Yes. Um, I mean, to the point where I I still wonder if it might have been less fuss to use the sister ship, the USS Phoenix. Okay, name confusion on the tier side, but hey, we've got the Saint Louis and the Saint Louis, and that's not been a problem. Mm-hmm. And her later life. Oh wait, wait, that's the ARA General Belgrano. You know what? I think that might have actually been less of a publicity risk, and I'm honestly not sure how well World of Warships is doing in Argentina these days. But uh, I did see yeah, these, you and you and I both said this has the potential to be a problem. They went ahead with it anyway, and okay. It, I it was see compared to the other things. It was a bit of a speed bump, or, you know, a minor speed bump at best, but still, it, it was an eyebrow raiser. That they yeah, not one of their more creditable moments. Mm. Yeah, and another example of okay, we've raised what we think is a valid concern. Explain why, and you're just being, and then we just got told, nah, you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely, they definitely felt like there was a disconnect. It feels like there's a disconnect with them not. Seeing even now after the Alabama, the the kind of value of the Missouri to people as a, a museum ship that exists, you know, part of, a, a part of naval history, a part of World War Two history, and it's and it's more than that. Bear in mind the Missouri is the ship that took the Japanese surrender. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't get much more significant than that. I mean, about the only ship that might have more sentimental value is probably the old Enterprise CV-6. But isn't that the reason why they are so so insistent on putting it in loot boxes? Because they know it's going to be such a cash car. Well, th- this is what we'll find out next week. Um, either the Americans are going to say, gimme Missouri, I don't care how, or Wargaming is going to step on yet another PR landmine when the American audience looks and realizes, wait, you want me to gamble or you want me to pay how much? We still haven't seen the details of what this box chain is going to be. But In a way, it's almost good the... this whole thing has blown up now because there's more time for it to percolate through to maybe less aware players. Yes. And of course, uh, it's given the media a bit of a chance to spin up as well. Um, and the last time, again, the last time that happened was um, Sir Fosh. Yes. And, and this is with, and I think without exaggeration, I think the mood of the volunteers, the CCs is uglier than it was in Sir Fosh. I mean, that was, yeah, that was more of a, they're not the first and they haven't been the last company to abuse the the YouTube system mm. in place. And uh, it, it was just, it, yeah, it was such an unmitigated boneheaded error. Yeah. They've at least kept away from doing that again. But this is more more of a, a pervasive this, corporate culture issue than some kind of one specific stupid incident. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's got the potential to run longer as well. As I say, uh, we we still haven't seen the details of this campaign. We've only got a few people's rough estimates of it. We haven't seen the details of the loot box chain. I mean, get, if they go Johan de Witt scale, 72 stages, 72,000 doubloons. <laughs> That's going to be yeah. all right. I, I mean... I, <laughs> They, they, they said something about the campaign on a dev block, right? They said the campaign will start on the 27th of August. Every two days, a new campaign search will be unlocked. Seven stages. And they mm-hmm. said they estimate that it takes approximately 60 battles. Yeah. To estimate. I mean, but, you know, this whole discussion right now made me just uh, slightly more paranoid because, you know... Uh, Maybe it's it's a bit more of a cynical conspiracy in making up, but they are going to uh, start selling it immediately with loot boxes, right? And then they have yep. this campaign, and afterward you can like uh, you have to go to customer service. So right now they make it sound that it's going to be incredibly uh, difficult to get it in not loot box, right? You need to invest a lot of time in it. You need to actually contact customer support and so on. Like they wanted to to. Bring everyone to buy loot boxes instead of that. But yeah, what if it's, uh, so they have the whole campaign time for everyone to gamble on loot boxes because they're like, oh, fuck this, I don't want to do it. And then in the end, they can like pull off the, you know what, we thought about this, and now we are actually going to sell it directly. Honestly, I think that, that wouldn't help them. Um, no, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think of it I from think... a... Think of it from a money-making perspective, right? They've already tried to get everyone to buy loot boxes. They tried to make it sound like it's almost the, the easiest chance to get it. And then they're like, now we're going to cash in on all of those who didn't want to gamble and try to look good at the same time by now making it easy to buy directly for the plumes. Try to look good by like, okay, we've heard your concerns, we've really thought about this, and we are very sorry about this. And if for everyone who hasn't given us money yet, now we're making it easier to give us money. They'll get crucified if they try that even more. So no, they'll sell it as, as being a good thing. They'll sell it as being the good guys. They've heard all of the things and said going over customer support didn't work out so well. And I mean, now that the campaign is over, they'll just like put it in, in, in the armory anyway, or something like no. that. No, I, I don't think they'll fly. I don't think they'll be... I, if they try that, they're morons. I think, yeah, but they I, are morons uh, with the announcement anyway, right? Because they think we believe it will believe them that they can't put it in the armory. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to carry on like this, they, they either they, need to... any credulity we have. But... Yeah. As I see it, they've got two options. They, I, they either commit hard with what they've laid out already, and they just brazen on double down. That would be classic wargaming. Or they can U-turn before the event goes live. Um, but if they try to do a U-turn mid-event, they'll have everyone pissed at them over the gambling, everyone pissed at them over the sale options and the hoops. Then everyone will get pissed at them over the, hey, we get to do this in easy mode. Wait, after we've all just done the, murder, death, kill. It'll blow up in their faces if they try that. It really will. But they think we're all idiots um, anyway, so I don't know. I I could really <laughs> see that happening with, with the way they're currently behaving, that they are trying to get the moral high ground and make more money in the same process. Midway. In that case, they need, 
in that case, they need to focus on capturing some moral high ground that's not firmly in artillery <laughs> range. Uh, no, I, I think that they, if they don't reverse course before the event goes live, they will double down and try to see through it. Um, that's it. I hope they do reverse course because if they try and do a seven, even a 45 stage Missouri loot box chain. Okay, so the mean point, assuming, of course, they load, they have all the stages individually equal odds, because they never publish their odds. This is one of my pet peeves about wargaming. Even the more scummy gacha companies publish the odds of their drops. Aren't I mean, they, aren't they forced to on the, is it the Microsoft and the Sony store for yes. the console version? Le- Legends, they are forced Legends is, Legends is forced to publish drops. So give me a second. I am going to do something that I swore I would never do on stream. I am going to out myself as something of a weeb. Just to make my point here. In, 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 in the World of Warships community? That's shocking. That's so shocking. That, that's... What can I say? <laughs> um, the, the damn thing's patching. Uh, it'll be finished in a moment. But like I say, most gacha firms, when you fire up one of their roll mechanics, they will tell you what the odds are. Tell me when Warships has ever done that. Never voluntarily. Never at all. Um, we're always just left to assume that, uh, okay, come on. Oh, they did a content patch. Uh, right. So if I get rid of all of this advertising garbage for a second, pop up Azure Lane. Okay. So I don't know how other well camera focus is going to show us, but Azure Lane, we all know it. Okay. There you go. I don't know how well my camera is focusing. Or how will you see it? They show the drop chances. They mm-hmm. tell you the percentage drop chance. <sighs> okay, I work for the health service. Fully informed is a big thing for us. But it, it just gets my goat that Wargaming have never, ever done that. I mean, how tempting would it be to say, take a... say, Let's say it's a, a 50-stage campaign for the Missouri. So one in 50 odds of getting the Missouri on each of those drops. You should get a most, you'll start seeing the peak at about the 25th stage. 25,000 doubloons gone. Still with me? Yep. Now let's say you nudge the odds just a little, just a, just a fraction of a percentage point. So the odds of getting the Missouri aren't one in 50. They're one in 51 or one in 52. Mm. So now the peak of the bell curve shifts back a few stages. It's now about stage 30 or a bit further. Not, nothing, nothing blatant, you understand, but just enough to get you a few extra thousand doubloons per person. Multiply that up by a few thousand, hundred thousand people. Nice little learner, ain't it? How far do you trust Wargaming to give you to not load the dice? It's a very good question. Hmm. Although, I, feel, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't say, but yeah. would, would something like that be legal? I mean, if they never state yeah. where the odds are? 
if they if they never if they ever tell you what the odds are, then they can then you you can't accuse them of loading the dice, can you? The odds the odds can be whatever they like. I mean, it'll be if it's oh kitties, um, if it's blatantly weighted back. If everyone suddenly starts calling, oh, I only got the Missouri on drop forty five then people are going to smell a rat. But by that point, hey, Wargaming have made the money, haven't they? This is a three-week event. Most of the whales are going to gamble in the first week or two. No, I mean, I'm like, more thinking about consumer products. If they say, like, you get randomly one of 50 bundles, does this Im- it sort of implies yeah. that they have about the same chance, but I have no idea how that would legally no, hold it. Or if you- no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> they're, they, they're not saying anything about the odds in that statement. You are being okay. left to assume that the odds are evenly split, but they never say anything to that effect. They never imply anything to that effect. Everything they tell you is God's own truth. But it just they just let you make an assumption. So you would have a very hard time proving that it broke any kind of consumer or gambling law. And I'm actually, from my limited knowledge, provided they don't disclose odds, you can't get them for trying to load the dice because, hey, loaded dice implies that the odds that you are shown do not match the odds that are declared. If you never declare the odds. I mean, the one thing we can, I think, say with certain is that however the bundles will work, on average, you'll pay more than uh, the the shop price of the Missouri because they wouldn't yes. they wouldn't have and probably Sorry. quite a bit more because the way they want like they're pushing loot boxes, it's not going to be like a thousand or a thousand doubloons more, right? They probably like mm. five or ten thousand doubloons more on average than what the shop price would yeah. be. I if it comes in at less than a twenty five thousand doubloon average on the gambling route, I will be very very surprised. Or very suspicious that the dice are loaded. Um, they just have to make sure there's enough potential random drops, though, don't they? Yeah, and they have to have... If it's not one down to 72 chance, then... They they have to have those potential consolation prizes uh, be attractive enough that people aren't going to just go, F this, I'm out. Um, In fact, one of the things I suggested before the great barratry started, was that what Wargames do was run that bundle, and next to it, take a bundle, fill it with everything that's in the random drops, and price it the same as all the rolls of the random bundle. See which one sells. So you can either do it step by step by step by step, step, or you can do it all in one go. I'll bet you anything the step by step by step sells. Because everyone loves their endorphin fix, don't they? Well, I mean, there's also, like, the hope that you get it sooner, right? Like I said, everyone loves their their shot of gambling endorphins. Unfortunately, our little monkey brains are wired that way. And unfortunately, the entertainment, well, the gaming industry in general has figured that out. Yeah, people have spent a long time figuring out exactly the most efficient ways to fire off those neurons. Yes to uh, exploit them to their best advantage. 
But you know, I mean, mm. I feel like people have often, like I was in the past, mentioned that a lot of the feel like a lot of the stuff that wargaming puts a value to isn't just that valuable, like flags or so. But when they tell you, oh, there is this much value in this bond, and you're like, really, I don't think flags are worth that much. How? So wargaming has found it... the answer. They've removed flags obtainable from the game, so now they are worth more. Well, it's not even that. Everything has a not, I believe, has a nominal doubloon value for wargaming yeah, internally. Yeah. So that's what they use for their calculations. Uh, but, as I say, I, I think they're going to have another blow-up on Friday. <laughs> I really do. I I don't see it. They seem determined to see how far they can piss off the community right now. And part of me wonders, okay, have they gone to, right, let's just recruit and churn as a strategy. So get them in, milk them for a year or two, and then hope yeah. you can replace them before they get pissed off and leave. And the sad thing is it might work. It might well deliver on the bottom line. But for a community, for long-term survival of a game? No, it's going to kill the game in about two, three years, probably, if they keep on that kind of path. At least that's my opinion. I mean, it really depends if there is a competitor and how much they can ruin the gameplay in a sense, right? Because mm. uh, they they could still pull the plug on the subs before they push them into random battle. If they see the numbers really drop, maybe somebody panics and they're like, shit, we can't do that after all. It's like, I mean, if, if they actually see the player numbers drop too much, they might have to care about gameplay again. Maybe. Um... The, the Well, I, I don't know how much of their running costs are fixed, so the studios, the employees, etc., and how much of it is scaling, so things like bandwidth and server time. And the more games we play, the more expensive it gets for them. Because if that's the case, then their ideal solution is somebody who spends a pile of cash and never actually plays the game. Well, no, that's, but they... that's, that's the absolute win for any free-to-play game, I suppose. Yeah, yeah but like, they, they need enough people in the queue for the whales to play. Yeah, I think, I think in terms of like just something purely like server numbers, it really does come down to sort of thresholds. So, you know, World of Warplanes is still running, for example, but that's probably like, you know, a single I small server per region at this point. I believe, I believe it was Larsing bumping into a door somewhere and muttering about brains. Um, I mean, it must still be profitable. Yeah, it just still makes, it still they, they makes it enough for them to have it going as a kind of a legacy thing. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly still paying its way, but uh, I don't think it's the star of the show anymore, if it ever was. Um, yeah, I just... The sad thing is, I like the game. Mm. This is this is the Me thing. Me too. I've, I've, hit, I've hit the same spot that I was with Gaijin about six years... I woke up right before I started playing World of Warships. Um... I love the game, but oh my god, the company. 
I, uh, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> we like all, all the all the world of tanks and all the War Thunder players. Uh, you know, it's that that meme from that that film with the two guys first, being hanged and one of them's going first, first time. time. Yeah, yeah. My, mind you, Scruggs, by the way, really good film. Yes, uh, mind you, World of Tanks is staging its own riot at the moment from what, everything I've heard. I think that they're uh. backing down on the crew thing. Or semi backing down on it. I can't remember. I think I remember reading something about that. I don't think they're ploughing ahead with it as they'd initially planned to, anyway. Thank God for that. <laughs> but you know, uh, the, the the sad thing is, right? It's not just war gaming or Genshin. It's Electronic Arts and Activision Blizzard and Ubisoft and it's, uh, it's always worse when it's these it's, companies, though. Yeah, when it's, yes, when it's in, here's a game you pay for, and oh, by the way, microtransactions that we've made things yeah, it's grinding. Almost every like big big yeah. game these days. So if you'd be like for for more grounds, I can't play World of Warships anymore. Yeah, ninety percent of all video games are probably bad to you because well, they, uh, that's probably a bit high. But certainly, a lot of the very big high profile AAA titles, yeah. and, and pretty much any mainstream sports game, for example. Oh. FIFA. <laughs> yes, yeah, FIFA. FIFA, and, uh, FIFA, yeah, let's not and go the boxing back. ones, and yeah, they're all, they're I, all just trash at this point. Credit, Recycled and I trash. Credit where it's due, and I can't believe I am saying this, but EA have started mending their ways of late. Um, after Disney slapped them around over Battlefront 2. And they had the good sense to back off Respawn while they were doing Titanfall and then doing Fallen Order. And they've realized, hey, that's actually working for us. We're still making a good good bit of money and we're getting less hassle. So EA, EA seemed to be learning their lesson just I don't slowly think they are... and painfully. I don't think they're I mean, backing assuming... off of their sports games, right? They are still oh, just oh, casinos. Yeah. Sport, the sports game, the sports games. From everything I've heard, the sports games are just as lousy as ever. I, I, I mean, um, the, the giant community revolt I remember was was it Battlefront Two? Yeah, Battlefront Two rather than Battlefront One, and that mm, there was a bit yeah. of about that, and they kind of as, s- sort of backpedaled, and then Disney stepped in, and yeah. Uh, yeah, as I say, the House of Mouse stepped in and said, "Oi, what the f- are you doing with our franchise?" Mm. Um, but Activision Blizzard, oh my god. I just... I I played World of Warcraft for 15 years. Blizzard, Blizzard used to be cool. They used to be the guys to look up to, the guys who turn, you could rely on to turn out quality product and actually have some fun with the community. Of course, now it turns out some of them are having a bit too much fun with the community, but that's a whole other matter. And it's kind of, what the hell happened to you? Did it really turn out that even a video game studio must either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain? If they become big <sighs> enough, it happens to to most of them, I suppose, because it's just, I mean, it's not just video games. You know, when you look around, like, mm. it's not like other companies, I mean, it's not like, you know, Amazon treats their workers like shit. And if you yeah. look at other companies like Sony, who just... Uh, uh, copyright strikes people for no reason and stuff like it's like every big company or so i feel like they they turn evil or shit or so in some way because it's just the uh, i guess corporate capitalism structure or is it even just that the company gets so big and that the responsibility and the, just gets so diluted 
But it's a case of, uh, yeah, who's going to care anymore? <laughs> I feel like it's, I mean, uh, the bigger the company gets, the less it becomes about the product and the more it's just managers at the top that like are disconnected from. And it's just like, uh, how can we squeeze more money out of this, right? Yeah. Uh, and then eventually they step on a landmine. Um, I know, just looking at chat for a second, Zeb files are those people that were really good streamers became big now that they think they can do what they want. Uh, no offense to anyone, but that partner thing makes you corrupt. I wouldn't know. I'm only an affiliate, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I suppose it's a risk that can, mm, power corrupts, apparently success corrupts as well. I mean, not everyone, but yet to, uh, to a large degree, obviously. Yeah. Or let's just say it's always the temptation, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that's pretty much a good sum up. Uh, let's see. What else is... It's kind of... Normally we have the patch notes, maybe a new ship or two, and some random discussions. This, These last couple of weeks, there's been so much going on. It's kind of, okay, what have we done and what have we missed? I <laughs> so, mean, there has um, been a death block technically about uh, anti-submarine armament and upgrades. Really looking right. into it. Uh, that'd be dead block 191, wouldn't it? It's it's a uh, public test and eight changes to and upgrades. Give me a sec to pull it up. Uh, Blogwatchdog.com. Uh, 10.8 dev blog 192. 191 was Baird and Tulsa. I'm a little puzzled they're doing Baird as a premium. I honestly thought that was going to be one of the tech trees. Okay. I eventually so... managed to bring it up on screen. There we go. Found mm, the right button. So, massive number of destroyers getting their depth charges increased from one to two. Basically, is that all the tier sixes or just a significant proportion of them? I feel like there are more by now, but I don't know. Yeah, my, my count is off as well. Uh, Fubuki Hatsuharu Shinonome, that's the Japanese tier sixes. Gnevni, then... I mean, they, they just increased the number of charges from 1.2, right? Mm. Well, yeah, it basically gave them an extra shot of depth charge. Uh, Atlanta B has been brought into line with Atlanta. Huh. No mention of fixing the Asashio B. Uh, somebody mentioned a few days ago that apparently Asashio B does not have depth charges. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely random which ship has them charges these days and which not, right? They, it, it seems like a thing that they yep. haven't really thought through. They've just, like, pulled a random number of ships out of head and be like, okay, those have them charges. And then they are like, okay, we'll, we'll, uh, like, it seems like something that they might fix in the future when they actually have time to think about. Once again, it seems like rushed, right? They didn't have a plan, yeah, they didn't it, prepare, and they just scrambling along to, to fix leaks. It, it brings us back to this idea that they they are still trying to bash a square peg into a round hole, and as you say, they're, they're still throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. Mm. Um, I just... 
you know, most situations you'd think they would have just said, this isn't working, pull the plug and stop throwing resources at it. But either they have fallen prey to the sunk cost fallacy in a huge way, or the subs are the personal baby of somebody senior at Wargaming St. Petersburg. Those are the only two theories I've got that explain why they, they are so determined to get submarines into the game and the main game, not just scenarios, come, well, hell or high water. They probably have already 10 premium subs in production. I'm not even speculating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God, can you... Can you imagine the backlash that's going to happen if they put the 400 series in the game? Look, I could Submar see it. That, that's Submarine like... aircraft carrier. <laughs> I, look, I could totally see that after the next strength season, even though submarines are nowhere ready, they're like, okay, we are, we are happy with the current uh, state. We are going to do more testing, but why don't we just sell you the first premium submarine now for the next testing stage? My my personal theory is they'll do this test, they'll do another big test, October, September. Actually, probably late October. And they'll try for a January release with 11.0. Because that's the timeline they almost seem to be pushing at the moment. But, meh, we'll see. I'm sure we'll get the submarine loot box. Oh, Oh, I'm sure. Um, and the other worrying bit of evidence that they are going to try and put the I-400 series in is that the aircraft on the uh, on the Issei and the Morgami is the Seheran. And guess what? The Seheran only ever flew off one type of vessel. Mm. They... They, the Sarans were designed to fly off the I-400 series. The, uh, ah. the, the hybrids never carried them. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, they're, they're laying the groundwork for that, I think. I Which wouldn't is, be uh, surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. No. I just, I just... Part of me is saying it was good while it lasted. I mean, I still have fun in this game, and as long as I have fun, I'll probably keep playing it, but we will see how long it lasts, right? I guess I still can get half a year out of it before subs come to random battles, right? Prob assuming, well, four months, <laughs> if, if our timeline's correct. And I'll admit that timeline yeah. is pure guesswork. But, uh... I'd say I'm taking another few weeks away from it, and then I'll see if I can come back and have, as you say, actually have some fun. But uh, Wargaming seem intent on shooting themselves in the foot this month, which is sad in a way. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if there is uh, what further response there is, if they try the ignore tactic any further, or if they'll eventually actually respond to this i i think what's i'm guessing here but what i think has happened is that st petersburg have taken ownership of the incident and they've told the other studios say nothing 
without our explicit say so do not go off script do not improvise do not do anything that we have not done because they've they've had that backfire on them um i mean go back to sir fosh it was just dying down and then the north america office opened their mouth well i have i have a record. correction that that's the popular perception it's one of these things right. that kind of been a bit twisted over time go on uh, i subsequently found out that that statement that na the na office put out had come from cyprus and had gone to all the offices for circulation and kotaku had specifically <laughs> up to the na office because you know that's a north american based um uh website but, so it was the, the na site that the, the, the na side that put out that statement to kotaku first but this whole statement about about Fosh being canned because, you know, what was it? It was like, it was racist it was and homophobic. It was bad stuff. It was bullshit. Yeah. That came yes. from Cyprus. That came from the top. So right. it, it was actually worse than, huh. than people realised. It wasn't even the and, the NA office. Like, and then they threw the NA office under the bus. Kind of, yeah. I think they were happy to let the NA office take the flack from that. It was only so, It was only afterwards when, I can't even remember, I think I asked one of the community team, like, where did this statement come from? And, and you got told Cyprus. Yes, it, it had come from the headquarters. Oh, and that, that little detail just kind of, I think they were quite happy for that to not be, you know. Too widely were, discussed. Yeah. Yes. As it, well, this brings us back to the gambling thing, does it? They're quite happy to let us make assumptions. I yeah, mean, well, the other thing I was going to cite was the, the whole um, people are farming demolition flags, sorry, detonation <laughs> flags thing. I, I would have guessed that that was improvised on the spur of the moment. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, I yeah. think that was just someone scrambling to come up with some, and it just... And it just fell flat. I mean, my guess is St. Petersburg have seen that and they have put an all points around saying, do not improvise, Probably. do not go off script, do not say anything that we have not told you to say. Which absolutely Which, to be ties fair, in is, with, is actually with, good crisis management at this point. Yeah, I mean, they, they want to have one message rather than... So that that's fair enough. But hmm. it absolutely then... Like what, what Little White Mouse has said on the, the forums, and I don't know if you've seen this, but... The um, the unnamed community team member who will I think I guess we'll leave unnamed because we're not trying to throw anyone under the bus ourselves. But no. uh, that reached out to her in a in a DM and tried to Apologize? basically take the whole thing on themselves. Fall on their yeah. sword. So yeah. there and, and little white mouse was like, well, it, yeah, but that doesn't address you know the actual issues mm -hmm. that I had, and also there's no way that this wasn't commanded from upon high to the song to um Z file yeah just breaking to chat for saying Z files yes we all well we all we the three of us know because we saw the exchange and I'm sure everyone in the community is guessing and has well there's only so many names you can throw at it but you're not going to get confirmations or denials from any of us because one we are still respecting the NDA and two as Jedi says we're not going to be the ones to throw anybody under the bus. No, it, it's absolutely like there's there's no way that that wasn't yes. somebody being told to do that in the hopes that it would somehow give some some damage limitation. But and given, I, again, this say. brings us um, there, there's a culture gap going on here. I swear it because 
Mouse has told them what they need to do. Yeah. And they seem intent on doing everything, anything but. Hmm. And, and why they're getting so stuck on, and this was kind of like one of the, 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 the things that, that has so confused me is that why are they so adamant about not putting in that Sackville camo? Why is that such a step too far for them? I think it's just about not letting like Mouse or us win. It's somebody's ego, right? This is this has is, yeah. absolutely yeah. no justification, and it makes no sense business-wise. And it, this is just somebody's ego overriding good judgment, overriding good business, overriding everything. Somebody is like, I will not give them everything. I will not admit like that the, because it's for them. It's just like maybe admitting that they fuck up. They're like, no, maybe mm. it might yeah. really be ego. It, I mean, it might well be, um, but as you point out, putting the Sackville camo in is kind of is okay. Yeah, it's concrete evidence that actually, yes. Yeah. We, it, for for it, her, it was like out. the minimum that they needed yeah. to do to answer her concerns mm. and to show a kind of base level of willingness to actually engage, and they couldn't even manage to put in the thing that had basically been already fully done that they wouldn't actually need to do any work other than to just add it to the game files. Well, there was another example of this. Um, so if you if we can go back to the original apology. Atom, can we have that up on the screen, uh, please? Yep. So there's this wonderful little goof in the apology. We are awfully sorry that April White Mouse and the other, uh, yeah. and other CCs yeah. are on the part of the community. Right. Now, on the face of it, this is an understandable mistake. It's a perfectly reasonable mistake to make. Um, the Most of their interactions with Mouse happened on Discord, and on Discord she does go by April, April White, White Mouse. Mouse yeah. But on the board, she's Little White Mouse. And, of course, she calls them on this. And it's later on in the thread. Yeah. And more than that, you then go on, and I think it's Shonai pops up a little bit later on in the thread. I think it's about page five, six. Um, if I can find it. I haven't read the whole thing, so I think I read the first couple of pages and then... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he apologized basically for that, and I think he, he said his, it's his mistake or something like that. But the thing and is, then they he goes could on have to... fixed it, right? It, it's not that. He then goes on to say something else. Um, also, scroll back up because cute puppy. It's a cute puppy. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a cute puppy. Mm. I just missed the text on the meme. Yes, and, and that's, a, that's actually a very, very yeah. valid point that meme is making there. Um, but no, we need we need to find Shonai's next uh, attempt at an apology. You you might have more luck just searching for him as a user. Uh, it's actually a valid point, I guess. Yeah. If... Let's search. Mm -hmm. So, 
So I'm making you do this on the spot, and we should no, probably pre-prep this. Uh, shall I renamed? Well, okay, it's now every time he's mentioned, not... It's now every time he's mentioned. Um, give me a second to haul up the forms myself. I think just doing a user search will... If it hasn't been obvious, I'm not often... Uh, oh, member search. Yes. Uh... Shall I underscore more, more search options? Search by author. If it hasn't been obvious, I'm not often in, in the forums, I guess. <laughs> yes, neither am I, which is why mm. I'm struggling to find it as well. developer. Actually, I'm not even sure if I'm in the right one, you know, because the, you're, you're the, in... the, it's the same thread. Yeah, it's sure. Uh, it's you're in the, the right se- thread. Yeah, like, isn't it the same thread on, like, uh, every forum? Uh, it was in the US one because that was the one she responded to. Yeah, in... yeah, I think I'm in the European one, so I'm in the wrong forum. Ah, right, okay, that'd be why you haven't found it. Um, give me a second. Search that on the CCTP in Missouri. Somewhere in here is... In any event, uh, I was hoping we find it quickly, but in any event, what Shonai goes on to say is that um terribly sorry about the mistake that's on me we will fix i will fix it if you want me to uh yeah and, and she he, she said something like fix the the other fix part the of the rest message of it first. first then fix yeah. it. yes and it's kind of that is so unbelievable i mean that that is culture gap right there i mean to you or me, it would be a case of, okay, I have made a mistake. I am going to fucking fix it. Not, I am going to go back to the person who I have inadvertently offended and say, I will fix it if you would like me to, and thereby trying to shift the fucking responsibility. But I mean, it, it, wasn't, a... it wasn't Shonai who did the original. Or was it Shonai who did the original announcement? No, he he, he yeah, said yeah, it was on him. Yeah, yeah, sure, but you'd need the person to edit the post that made the post, probably, right? So you'd need to go to another person and then ask them to do that. Oh, considering the scale of the blow-up they've just managed to cause, I don't, that doesn't strike me as being a serious thing, just to slip the Not really, but I feel like in the whole mess, it's something that maybe he, like, just let that drop because, you know. Maybe, maybe, but it, again, it just shows up that they're willing to say the words, but even on something as trivial as fixing you, the fact that you got somebody's name wrong, they're not willing to deliver. True. They're not willing to act. They'll, they'll try and say mollifying words, they'll try and, and then they'll just hope it just goes away, that there's no more 
unpleasantness. And the wallets open up again and people forget, well, not this time, Sonny Jim. <sighs> but uh, it's just, it's turning to a masterclass of how to screw up your community relations. I th I think that's probably the easiest way to sum it up. It certainly, I mean, I kind of said this earlier, but it certainly gives light to any notion of having learned from past issues, incidents. When, you know, here we are again. Hmm. Okay, I... Right, okay, I've actually found the post now, ironically enough. Um, so copy that and drop it in. Oops. Your message is yes. not sent because I... Oh, the goddamn bot. <laughs> the permission is only always available for me. I was a little bit too... too... Yeah. Late with the permission there. Okay, so there we go. I'm just going to... Ah, thank you, Z-Files. So, yeah. Um, as I say, you think it would be a case of, okay, we'll just... Okay, we screwed up. We'll go and fix it. Nice, easy, simple, and they can't even get that right. I, I Words fail me. They really do. It's like Wargaming has set out to systematically annoy as many of the CCs as they can. And, of course, there's the conspiracy thing theory going around that actually they might be doing it deliberately. They might actually want the CC program done, dusted, and gone because, well, the affiliates are purely mercenary, and, well, we get these dangerous things called opinions. Mm. That was, yeah. I mean... <sighs> That's almost been like that was one of the reasons why I I came back after Foshgate, you know. Wargaming was never mm. um well I say never a company to censor opinion. I mean that's exactly what they did with Foshgate in the most you know, spectacularly backfire way possible. But Too, they, mean, they was... convinced me, you know, that they that wasn't ever gonna happen again and I believe them and they have up until one now been pretty good about that, you know, you get to express your opinions, except maybe we can look at Flamu and see, was that well, something where they're starting to get less comfortable, people just expressing I'm, opinions? I'm not, not quite where, I'm not quite where you are, I mean, the whole thing they committed never to do again was to abuse the DMCA system. Yes. And, okay, that was an industry-wide scandal at the time, and a lot of companies got called out on it. Yes, they were certainly uh, and, not the only ones to do that. Ever. Yeah, they they were they were not even the worst offenders by a long shot. I mean, I mean Sega and Nintendo. Yes, Sega yeah. particularly. Yeah, um, but uh, so I don't know where I first heard it. Wargaming never makes the same mistake twice. They always manage to screw up in a slightly different way each time. Um. But, I mean, the last time I can think of, well, I actually seriously believe my feedback had an impact was when they changed the name of France to République, back when the French mm. battleships were in development. Because we all went, 
I, I, I know I pointed out, but I think a few others did as well, that they were inviting the Deutschland problem. But, uh, yeah, Z-Files, once they started pushing the recruiting station, once they started, well, really, it, it's been building for a while, but the affiliates, well, that was, what, last month? So much, so much has blown up in the last six weeks. It's got hard. I think to it might track. have been like about two weeks. Uh, I think it's it's pretty recent. Definitely. Yeah. Hmm. But uh... I I don't know if I I am believing it quite that far, but it's certainly they have. It's certainly I don't, I don't think speaks they... to a lessening of importance to them, a drastic lessening yes. of importance of the the CC program as as ambassadors for the game. Yes, and I th I think the more vocal CCs are being quietly judged as more trouble than we're worth. Mm. Um, I mean, luckily for them, maybe, maybe not. Some of the CCs have sadly made it very easy for them. So, of course, Euro pushed things a bit too far, finally, and hopefully he'll learn from that. Zoop, of course, was ran his little anti-mask tirade in the middle of a pandemic. That was... Um... It wasn't even that. that. It was just some very, very questionable decisions about the arguments and the imagery he was using. Yeah, he, also, that, was yeah. A, that was a very strange hill to die on. Yeah. At least that's the way it looked to me. And, of course, okay, Flamu is Flamu, but did he really have to go and indulge in stat shaming? Because, hey... Well, let's be honest, Flamo has done the exact same thing for years, right? It's just that yes. they, that it was a pretext a because excuse, if, if yeah. they wanted mm. to remove Flamo for what he's done, then they would have removed him like three years ago, right? So somebody, he, he pushed somebody's button who wanted him gone. Somebody with influence just wanted him gone. That's, that's all it is. For some reason, I don't know. Why. Yeah. It just pushed I... the wrong button by some person. This was personal. It had nothing to do with the enforcing anything. And, well, it, it kind of is, but he pushed the wrong person's buttons, and unfortunately he then gave them an excuse. I think it's perhaps the easiest way to sum it up. But, uh, yeah, and then the rest of us just looked at the which way the wind was blowing, realised... Hey, we're um we're not really valued anymore around here, are we? And then the whole mouse thing blew up and suddenly what was gonna happen next week happened last week. Uh do we get paid a crap load of money to put up with all this crap for more gaming? Texkiller no. No, we don't. <laughs> is the quick answer to that I one. I mean, one, one thing we did find out from Little White Mouse, it, it was purely as a result of um, former NA community team member Super Nico Power, who mm. since moved on to other things a little while back, uh, that we were able to get ships to keep, for example. Yes. And I'm sure things like the camos we got, the, 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 the doubloons, codes i mean it's kind of it, it took a while yeah. for the program to get to that state it's been kind of things being piecemeal added along the way yeah i mean the the doubloons are an example in particular so the doubloons originally started out because we used not to have the test captains 
and yeah, we whenever we went through phases of doing things on a test captain, yeah, we test had to pay for it. So they, so they compensated us for it. And then we got the test captains, which we could freely respec and move around. And the doubloons just never went anywhere. And haven't they, like, uh, at some point cut them and then added them back in and also changed them out? I feel like, like there was a bit of shuffling around. But they originally as like, a contributor... Not that I can you... remove. Not that I can remember. I don't know if there's Maybe I'm misremembering things. consistent, but it's been... They've hmm. been mostly given a long way. We did go through a period where it was, we did have to use test accounts that were given to us with a bunch of doubloons for testing new ship lines and things. This was before the, the super test captains came in. I must have joined between that and the super test captains then, because when I joined, we were free to test on our own accounts and to broadcast it, which I loved doing. Yes. That was great. Um, but we had to cover respects out of our own pockets, and Wargaming gave us doubloons basically to make it back for that. And when we then got the test captains later on, it was kind of, well, the doubloons just didn't go anywhere. So I, the, up, I, think I spent a few on boxes over the years, apart from the, the Puerto Rico whole mm. fiasco. I don't actually have one, even though we were given sufficient doubloons to cover the cost of just blasting through the entire dockyard. But uh, yes. a lot of mine just went on permission demos that I liked, basically. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I tended to basically whale dockyards, and that was about it. So I had a decent reserve built up as well. Uh, but yes, said files. Uh, apparently, Super Nika Power was the reason a lot of the very small, very is elite the right word North American CC program got it was curated. Faded. I think was the word um, she used. It curated, was very heavily curated. Yeah. Mm. And then it uh, then it just went global. I mean, originally, right back when I joined the CC program, you you got ships for a brief time to create content, and then there was a certain time when the NDA dropped, and you could release a content, and the ship got taken away again. So you basically they gave you the ship for a week or so to create some content on, and then like in the first year, I think when I was in the CC program, I got. 14 Valentine's camels, and that, that's all we got, yeah. basically. Yeah, that, that was a little thank you from them. And, and then that's the... actually, that's how things went. I don't know if it still goes that way, but it certainly did go in the, the World of Tanks program. So it was kind of, I think, basically carried straight on over from there, where you had yeah. premiums given to you for a fairly limited time for testing. Yeah, and, and... Uh, over over time they expanded it and they globalized it. And they, I mean, back when I joined, there weren't like any guidelines, right? I basically I wrote an application in a in a personal message mm. on like uh, on Mr. Conway yeah, was... on the forum and was like, "Hey, uh, I would like to join this program and just yeah. you know link my he, stuff." Here's here's what I do. Here's how I do it. Would you like Would you like to have me inside the tent? Yeah, that was basically how I got in as well. Um, basically, ironically enough, that was about two weeks before Foshgate blew up. <laughs> and so I almost... this is all by way of saying that, you know, that there's been a lot of good stuff in the program for us as content creators, but... Yes. Um, but it's finally got to the point where yeah, we can't yeah, yeah, not... bullshit anymore. It, it's it's kind of like if, if, if it was your own... It felt generous, but if it was their intent to be generous enough to kind of, like... 
by our compliance, then clearly it wasn't generous enough. I mean, it's half generous. Like the thing is, currently as a contributor, you get like you get uh, free premiums as long as they are not research bureau or steel that you have to buy yourself. But you get anything that's for the balloons, free experience or coal. You get monthly doubloons, you get monthly uh, free premium time, you get, uh, I think you get flags, and you get some camels. And Ooh, that's camel, right, you know, those, camels, yes, those, we just got the one flag, the permanent those, one. Uh, captains now, did, didn't you, like, get consumable flags? Oh, maybe I'm missing not, but Not that I can remember, though. But and, yeah, it, it yeah, was captains, a, you, you tend to get captains with, with new lines and so. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a pretty, well, it, on a material point of view, it still is an extremely sweet deal. And the fact that we all walked away from it yeah. should be <laughs> ringing every damned alarm bell in Wargaming HQ. Uh, I mean, the, 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 uh, Immenberg, the Foshgate incident was about four years ago now, I think. Um, I want to look that up. Yeah. And Zed Files, yes, I have been a CC battle. It as I say, I joined about two weeks before Foshgate exploded, and literally my f the first ship I had as a result of that was the Mutsu. I came in right on the tail end of the test period for her. So, Foshgate... Well, you also have to, like, point out for the CC program, it's a pretty good deal if you're a CC because you get all this stuff for free. You also get codes, obviously, to give away for your community which can, like, yeah. attract new people. But it's obviously, from Wargaming's point of view, it allows the people to show off all the stuff that you can buy with money, right? Because if there's yeah. a call-up, every CC will have the call-up ships, they will have the new call-up captains. If there's a new premium release, the CCs will have a new premium, right? So mm -hmm. that, from Wargaming's point of view, it's obviously a marketing expense, right? They'd be like, well, it's not really an expense because it's, it's cost, not even but, an expense. Their margin cost is near uh, zero. It makes the, the contributors happy. You could, uh, uh, guess in, in a sense, it's a symbiosis, or it's intended to be, because the contributors, like, they, they are better able to create content, and, you know, the, the, for the company, we can show off stuff that you can buy money for, so therefore advertise stuff that you can buy money for, right? Yeah, I mean, you can argue that there's a cost to wargaming in the shape of an opportunity cost, because this is money that we're not spending ourselves. Yeah, but that's so little to compared time, to what we might yes. bring in otherwise. Yes. Particularly, and, I mean, Little White Mouse has made this point herself, that, that mm. her reviews, you know, she, she had been informed that, you know, if she puts up a or had put up a positive review, that... that or even a negative one. Yeah, it would... It, that would be something that directly translated to an increase in, in sales, and that was something yep. that, that the NA side had data on. Yep. Um, the, uh, as you say, she noted that, yes, apparently they consider the mouse spike to be a genuine and well-documented phenomenon. Uh, but here we are. <laughs> apparently we've all chosen this particular hill to die on, so... I, think, I mean, well, it's, I it's, think okay it's, it's okay for me because I'm still just a hobbyist. I have a full-time job. Um, it, I lose the freebies. Yeah, I can do without. But then you've got some of the – there's this little dip in the middle where they've you've just gone full-time pro, but you can't afford even a small dip in your audience, at least not if you want to eat next month. 
and some of the uh some of the CCs that have quit have actually gone and risked that. So they deserve far more credit than I think any of us do to an extent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my, my, my channel definitely shrank when I gave up World of Tanks, so I've been here before. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if I go and do variety stuff, I don't know about you guys, but I lose... On a good day, I will lose half my viewership. On a bad day, I'll lose three quarters. I mean, that is the hit I take from going off my main game. Mm. It, it, it's a tough position to be in. Like This is, I think, why all of us have been... So clear that you don't like anyone that's decided to stay, everyone, anyone that's decided to leave, you know, everyone's got their own reasons, yeah. everyone's got yeah. their own situation that they're in that might not necessarily be an easy situation to deal with. Indeed. And for the love of all that's holy, don't, don't witch hunt because you, you do our cause such as it is, no favors and they, they really don't deserve it. They might, you don't know their situation. It might well be an impossible one for them. So it was kind of sad to see the way TC got treated over the weekend. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was very disappointing. However, let's try and get on to something uh, slightly more pleasant. So who wants to discuss Global Armageddon? I think I think most people have found their own communities to be entirely supportive. It, it's the kind of the the floating audience, as it were. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. There are some oh, yeah. some uh, trouble starters that just hop from stream to stream, hoping to stir up alpha. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes they get into the discords as well, and then you have a real job getting them back out. <sighs> but. So let's have a look. I mean, okay, so is there anything else we need to cover? We've Wargaming screwed up, Wargaming screwed up, Wargaming screwed up again. <laughs> yeah. um, Wargaming aimed a quad barrel elephant gun at their feet and pulled the trigger. I, th I think uh, we kind of watch this space at this point. I mean, it is starting to yeah. get some traction in the press. We've had various articles. I think PC Gamer and Kotaku are probably the most high profile, but they've mostly yeah. been more or less kind of rehashing what was in those earlier articles and there's been yeah, I, I think one or two notable details that have been a bit wrong but I think Tech Radar have done probably the best write up to date yeah um, the the two biggies I think are whether I think a few of us were trying to see if well it's Stephanie Sterling now isn't James, it James Stephanie Sterling yes yeah and we're also of course waiting to see what happens when the Missouri actually goes live yes because if there's going to be a boom, it's it's going to be on Friday. It's going to be when Mo makes her reappearance. And I think I certainly will be interested to see how that, that UK Parliament petition does. Oh, yeah. It'll be much. I'm not, I'm not be that hopeful, because we'll, we'll it, see. I mean, it might get the numbers, but even if it get, gets it, the numbers, there's no guarantee it will go anywhere. It's got six months. And even if that fails, we've got the white paper... Yeah. making its way through channels anyway so we'll see excellent saying personally i think wargaming will not change until laws change around loot boxes i think we all agree with that um as long as it's legal and profitable i think wargaming will do it um uh mo next friday Moen. next friday uh the 27th uh, community, most, uh, funny things, Zed Files. Um, 
I don't know about you guys, but whenever I was running giveaways, the engagement was rarely more than about 10 or 15 percent. Even even dangling free stuff in front of people doesn't get them to engage. So that's an that's an interesting question for streamer psychiatrists, psychologists. Uh, keep track of the so-called sales. And yes, it's about five percent cheaper. Uh, the free stuff was a bonus. Okay, I'll I'll take your word for that one then. Um, so I I think we're on to the any other business side of things. Yeah, I don't, there is a huge amount more to say on the topic yeah. other than watch this space. We're certainly not done talking about this yet. Certainly not over no. yet. No, it isn't. As I say, and it's going to get a fresh can of gasoline dumped onto it next week, almost certainly. Yeah. But, uh... We might actually next time talk about some game stuff. I mean, we had something in the dev blog about the Bion and Tulsa. We have we have stats for them now in the dev blog. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, as I say, I'm still surprised that Ben is being done as a premium and not as a tech tree because there was some discussion. My chat had a discussion a few weeks back about spitballing a French carrier tree, and we ended up with the Ben at, I think it was either tier four or tier six. Uh... Um, I'm actually remember. curious to see if it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's historical speed, 21.5 knots, which is, I think, by far the slowest of the tier six carriers. We, oh, wait, they flagged this as a six. We were discussing whether or not it should be a four. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, fixed being tier six. Hmm. Well, that will be interesting to say the least. But, uh, in terms of carriers, where we were heading for was, uh, probably something. Uh, oh, great! Uh, oh, it's only guy bombs and skip bombers. Interesting. No torpedoes. No torpedoes. Although, to be honest, skip bombers kind of fill that role anyway. They do some intent on. Has anyone else ever noticed that wargaming seem to have trends in their development team? So we had a burst of hybrids. Now we're having a burst of skip bombers. Um, mm. We had a burst of rapid-fire, low-caliber DACA cruisers. So Smolensk, Austin, and Tiger 59. They, they seem to have fads in the studio when it comes to ship design. I mean, it's probably just uh, if they have a concept and they think it works, then they just reuse it because it's easier than to come up with the next thing. So you just keep going with it for a while and then you go on to the next thing. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, one thing my stream was discussing was whether or not to do uh, the Aramanche as a Tier 8. So that was a Colossus class that was in French service 1946 through to 1974. And as I say, we were discussing the Bern at four. I think it was possibly the Joffre uh, tier six, but that was reckoned to be a, maybe a bit of a squeeze. And one, they did a couple of Cold War carriers. Uh, but I mean, like, Wargaming always, if they, they think about like a new line or so, or 
often I feel like they just throw in a, a premium first, right? And they'll obviously pick a premium that something that I think they that that's well known and they can sell well, right? Mm. I'd much rather have the popular ship as a premium and then a less known thing or a made-up thing in the tech tree. Yeah, as, as a, the thing is that, well, that that does sell, doesn't it? And it's all about yeah. the bottom line. Maximize the developed resources, maybe, Captain, but it's not like a dive bomber has suddenly gone stale or at all. Pedo or rocket bombs have gone stale just because you haven't put them onto a new carrier for a year or two. Hello, Sergeant Sully. Welcome, welcome. Uh, they gave us room in the tech tree ships doing even worse than... Yeah. Hmm. Um... They don't always match up with the tech tree, but it tends to be the ones that have come out vastly before. Like the the Roma, although with the the Eitel Friedrich, that looks like it'll be very similar in concept to the the battle cruiser line. E, that may just be happy coincidence. Maybe. Generally, whenever they do an early lead premium, so as you say, Warspite, Roma, etc., they often end up as the weird and wonderfuls of the category. Yeah, Gallant being another one. Yeah, or Eigler. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, smoke and the rest not. Yeah, but, yeah, Immo and BG pointing out again, Burn is going to have a very rough time at Tier 6, so, yeah, I I don't get that decision at all. <laughs> 21 knots at Tier... Okay, I suppose... I'm... Wait, no, sorry, I'm hearing angry noises from the US standards. So... <laughs> <laughs> I bet it'll be very stealthy. I mean, it would always... Actually, we, we've got the numbers on that now, haven't we? Where's the... Where's the base detection? Um, On what? Uh, Wow's dev blog. Dev's detectability, 13 kilometers. Well, that's with the camo. That's actually not really very good. That, oh, you would almost have to take the... Take concealment expert. Yeah, which is going to well, have it... a negative effect on your plate. <laughs> good point. Um, So basically you're parking behind an island. 13k yeah. at 20 months. What does the US... What does the U.S. battleship get down to? 12k on a good day? Some, a new mex with a spec captain in camo? I would have to look that up. Yeah. I do wonder, I mean, I they do have a, a, a somewhat track record of, of putting the unique ships in as premiums not always and again there's kind of not really many absolutes in this game but it would no, kind of i like would that. point out the french had so few aircraft carriers that yeah. they're all unique but um well except actually no there was one clemenceau they were trying to build multiples but those got cancelled they got one colossus from the british post-war the Aramash. i and i think then it's the 90s before they actually have multiple carriers in the series and that's a bit out of our remit but then again, Ben does have a working out. And now, now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, anti air is, well, it's tier six, 21.5, 12.9 seconds rudder shift, 13k on the surface, so 11.7 if you can stealth it. 1,400 health, 123 knots, size of flight, 
to I mean, uh, let's all I'm passes. Ryusho now without back. hidden menace is mm-hmm. under ten kilometers. Yikes! Uh, let's see how Ranger is. That's eleven point seven. Mm. Uh, that's with hidden menace. Actually, for some reason, I've got hidden menace on that. Well, we all have. we've all made mistakes. <laughs> Uh, 13.8, so that's worse, but again, faster ship. I mean, everything's faster than it, apart from the standards, pretty much, so. Yeah. Vessa is 11.7. Mark Royal is 14, but again, a lot faster. Yep. Furious. Is flat twelve. Mm-hmm. So she's basically second worse than that, not by much. Yeah, slow right. and not stealthy. So it makes me wonder. <laughs> makes you what, wonder what's, what, what's what... going to be exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I can see is that they're carrying small nukes for AP bombs. Six thousand three hundred damage on an AP bomb. Hmm. But even then, you're only dumping two in a pass. You get four passes, so... It really depends what the drop pattern is like, which we have. You're you're going to get four bombs, basically, because you're going to have one... You're basically going to have one diving pair and one ablative pair, and you're going to get two passes for a total of eight aircraft. I... I... (laughs) I don't know what they're thinking with that. I really don't. That reads like... That almost reads like a tier four carrier to me. At least the whole. I does. mean, it's it's a carrier. If it turns out to be bad, they'll buff it through the roof, right there. You know, they would never leave a carrier stranded. Hmm. <laughs> alone, hard. And I mean, I I can assure you that tier four planes totally work in tier seventy eight battles, so it doesn't really matter. Hmm. Possibly. Uh. But uh. Yeah. I do. I said that that puzzles me. That puzzles me. All right, chat. Uh, Cat lover Joey Garcia makes the point. Yes, the art department carries this game. I think we've all said that on multiple occasions. Oh yeah. Hmm. Um. What else have we got? Don't think the excellent. I don't think the development of ships at wargaming is very consistent. The thing is, they they sometimes try to make it more consistent, and then they bring in inconsistencies again, right? They sometimes they like to to like. I mean, originally they had like light and heavy cruisers mixed, and then they like split them up in different lines. Or like the hydro that used to do all sort of different range. You had to look up every individual ship, and then they just streamlined the hydro ranges and so on. And then when they streamlined it, then they start bringing in again the weird things. Like I think what Missouri I think still has a weird high, uh, radar range or so that's not in any. Yeah. Like they like they like to streamline things and then they like to have odd things in. Or, yeah, um, they're they're trying to run a balancing act there. I think whether it's working is a matter of opinion. Um, the best pit proofing system was the Atlanta Flint fiasco. Why they didn't just increase the flint's range in lockstep, I have no idea. But, 
It's something nobody knows. I also don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they raised the range again. They've already raised it twice. It's like, it's such a, it's once again, it's such a thing that feels like it's motivated by ego, not by gameplay mechanics. It's like somebody puts their foot down and they're like, no, I said Flint doesn't need the range. Yeah, but, uh, uh, Tulsa, it's worth pointing out, the other one on that page, uh, there was some speculation as to whether it would be a mini Des Moines, and it kind of looks like it will be, five and a half second reload, which is the same as the Des Moines, it just has yes. fewer guns, worse base yeah. range. Yeah, that, that was basically Des Moines guns and turrets on, uh, earlier hull, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure what hull that is. Oregon City class, there we go, that was the one. Which is not what we have in the game. So it's basically not an Oregon City, it's an Oregon City hull with a speculative... And and it was historical by the looks of it. Although, well, sort of. Okay, so the the Oregon or or, or Oregon City, I'm not sure what the pronunciation is. I'm pretty sure it's Oregon. Okay. Uh, They were a thing. Uh, Tulsa was planned. So the Oregon City, the Albany, the Rochester, and the Northampton were all built. Uh, Cambridge, Bridgeport, Kansas City, Tulsa, Norfolk, and Scranton were cancelled at various stages of construction. Um, Northampton was actually converted into a command ship during construction, so... Strictly speaking, the only two that actually served as, well, three served as gun cruisers. Oregon City and Rochester served as gun cruisers. Albany started as a gun cruiser, but was converted to a guided missile cruiser before again being struck in 85. Um, mm, Bit surprised that they've gone for Tulsa. I mean, uh, I totally take a tier nine Des Moines. Also, speaking yeah, of inconsistencies, it's now a, a it's a tier nine a heavy cruiser US that has a nine kilometer radar, not a ten kilometer. Oh, so I'm just checking something in the specs. Uh, eight thirty eight inch fifty five, eight inch L fifty five. So was that the auto loader? Ah, right. So yeah, they've the reason they're saying it's Tulsa rather than Rochester or Oregon Oregon City is because it's a what if. Um mm. Oregon City but mm. with Des Moines auto loading guns. Because I think origin the Oregons had the same guns as the Baltimores. In fact, yes, they were they were a tweak of the Baltimores. So that's why they're using Tulsa instead of one of the historical ones. That makes sense. Yeah, but you know, there goes peace and people say, why can't we have the Oregon or the Tulsa? Mm. They might be reserving that for some later. I was going to say there are people who want the William D. Porter, but that's a whole other kettle of fish. Yeah. I've just noticed the timer. We have been going a fair while now, so we oh, yes. yeah. might have <laughs> talked about one thing, but then, you know, it, it, it just snowballed, well. didn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's probably a good place to knock it on the head. I think so. So thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for um, joining us. You are welcome. And also, while I, I do not have a cat, I am I 
have to finish with a confession. I'm afraid the nearest I can give you is the channel mascot. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who haven't met it, this is Yeet, the cuddly shark. He would look and cute with cat ears. I, I considered it, but there was no way to get cat ears locally on short notice. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, uh, started out as a one-stream joke back when we were doing the Swedish destroyers. Sorry, pan-European destroyers. Uh, and, uh, yeah, chat liked it, so it uh, stuck around and became the stream mascot. And as for the name, well... <laughs> yes, Imran, it's a it's Nike Blahage. That's where you know it from. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose at this point, all we can really do is wait and see what Wargaming do next week. Let's figure out what is next to either catch fire or explode, and then um, pick over the pieces. Yep. Well, you know, we're all about the drama on this this podcast. Dear talk, God, talk I wish... All the time. I, I don't like drama. Drama means something has gone wrong. I don't like it when things go wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of one of those things. Well, you have to talk mm. about it. Uh, maybe one day we're going to talk about ships again. Yeah. What? what? What heresy is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, are yeah. you are you feeling all right up there? <laughs> well, well, no, because from... my beer is empty. Apart oh, well, YouTube. that explains it then. <laughs> Important things must be attended to. Apart from YouTube, where can we find you, Yusril? Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Yusril is my main hangout. I generally stream on Twitch. And in fact, if once we're done with this, I'm going to find myself some food, and then I am probably going to rob, pilfer, and steal my weaselly black guts out over on Sea of Thieves. Um, but I am also on YouTube.com forward slash usual, where right now I have got a Let's Play of Control. And Which is that's an excellent just, game. It is, yes. So that is a mix of stream content, and then YouTube's getting it in 1440 over the couple of days after each stream. So if you do want to find me, that is where to start looking. And of course, the usual Twitter.tv, sorry, Twitch, Twitter is usual. And yeah, those are the three main ways to find me and where I am and what I'm polluting the internet with on any given day. Just before we do finish, I want to say, Something that's come up as news while we've actually been doing the podcast, not oh, to do with wargaming. Oh, um, go on. <laughs> how, I mean, you know, we've been sitting here talking about how wargaming screwed up. Well, OnlyFans, which is, you know, I say OnlyFans, you know what OnlyFans is about. That's quite well known. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. from October that they are no longer going to be hosting any adult content. Well, they're going to go bankrupt, aren't they? It's, it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like Tumblr. What? Who talks about Tumblr these days? Well, apparently OnlyFans has decided they, they're also going to put a gun to their head and pull the trigger. So there we go. Uh, oh, you're, you're not the only dumb company out there. I can only assume that somebody has made their money and wants out with their conscience intact. <laughs> it's it's for what I've I was literally just looking at some tweets, but they've they've been struggling to get you know venture capital funding or whatever. 
I can't imagine why. <laughs> people don't want to put their money in, even though obviously the whole thing, you know, it's it's not exactly been losing money, so anyway. <laughs> Uh, they will only... Oh, no, Axon's correcting us here. They will only ban video um, content. <coughs> oh, it's just areas. videos. Okay, that's still going to be a fairly big slice of their, their content, though. A fairly big slice yes. of what the, the users Other creators people. put into it. Yes. Um, still going to bite them hard in the ass. On camera or off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good lord. Anyway. Has, has every media company acquired so some case that, of that, stupid this that, summer? That's, that's obviously a big blow to me. I mean, that was, that was my, oh, my yeah. next plan is, you know, finish, finish with World of Warships of my own World of Warships content and then move on to OnlyFans. And I can't even do that anymore. I mean, what's the world coming to? Now, now you need to plan. Do you, do you actually want the answer to that question? Would you like to just go and summon Dread Cthulhu at the next Winter Solstice? Because it'll save a lot of effort if I do the second. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, and on that bombshell, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you all. We will see you next time. Yeah. Mm. Bye. Bye. Bye.